Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. For the second day in a row, an air quality alert has been raised for Metro Detroit, making it an ozone action day. But once it gets down to the breathing level, then it turns into a lung irritant, and then that's where we have problems. What is causing the air quality in Southeast Michigan to suffer? And are we seeing more of these ozone action days than we did in the past? I'm Brian Fisher, and this is The Daily J. A heat wave has hit Southeast Michigan in the waning days of May, with highs in Metro Detroit nearing 90 degrees. And when temperatures rise, that opens the door for something else to appear in our breathing air, ozone. Crank up the fans in the AC, it's gonna get hot today. And pollutants in the air are expected to be in the unhealthy range for some Metro Detroiters. The Michigan Department of Environment, Great Lakes and Energy has issued an air quality alert for today. The ozone action day is in effect for almost all Metro Detroit counties, including Macomb, Wayne, Washtenaw and Oakland. Residents are asked not to do things that may lead to ozone formation, like refueling your car or using gas-powered equipment. Chris Kaiser, WWJ News Radio 950. As you heard WWJ's Chris Kaiser say, due to poor air quality Tuesday and now Wednesday as well, both days have been declared ozone action days. But what exactly is an ozone action day? In a conversation with WWJ's Brooke Allen, Kelly Carl of the Southeast Michigan Council of Governments, also known as SEMCOG, explained what an ozone action day is. Ozone action days are basically called by the state meteorologists, and it's when the weather conditions, like when we have hot summer temperatures, combine with air pollutants in the air, and they form what's called ground-level ozone. The ground-level ozone is also known as smog, essentially, and people, the elderly, people with asthma or other lung diseases could be at risk uh, for respiratory problems with higher levels of ground-level ozone or smog in the air. So if warm weather is combining with pollutants in the air to create ozone, why doesn't every summer day have poor air quality? Well, that's because the amount of pollutants varies by day. Ozone is really a warm weather phenomenon. Now, that doesn't mean just because it's hot that you have bad air pollution. That's something people kind of get confused with this. They think, okay, it's hot, the air's going to be bad. That's not necessarily true. We've had 90-degree days where there was virtually no ozone out there. What really makes the difference for us is the air that you're breathing now, where did it come from? If you have an urban source that's kind of upwind of you, be it Chicago, northwest Indiana, and all the steel mills there, and they send their pollutants out over Lake Michigan, or it's southeast Michigan, the Detroit area, where it's mostly just a lot of mobile sources and industrial sources, 
That was Jim Haywood, a senior meteorologist for the Air Quality Division of the Michigan Department of Environment, Great Lakes, and Energy, also known as EAGLE. He then goes on to explain why warmer weather creates such favorable conditions for ozone to be made. But what generally happens is those pollutants will get released in the morning hours. What happens then is the sun will bake through it, and it's usually volatile organic compounds and nitrogen dioxide. Those are the two compounds that we look at. When the sun combines those together, it strips off molecules here, strips off molecules there, and it creates the ozone molecule. It's an unstable molecule. The O3 is not something that wants to stay together. It wants to kind of fall apart back to its natural O2. But the solar radiation provides enough energy to hold that together. So when the sun goes down at night, a lot of that falls apart, and you will notice that the ozone levels decrease at night. So now we've established that air quality alerts are made when the level of ozone in our breathable air hits an unhealthy level. But this confused me. I mean, I was always taught in school the importance of the ozone layer. So how is it that ozone is bad in this instance? Back to Jim. There is actually good ozone. It's the same molecule. It's, uh, it's three oxygens that are sort of taped together, even though the normal oxygen that is the good oxygen that we like to breathe is only two molecules. It's O2 as opposed to ozone, which is O3. Now, if you've got a layer, and we need that layer of ozone in the upper atmosphere, what it does is it screens out a lot of the harmful solar radiation stuff that comes down through. If that protection isn't there, people could likely get a lot more skin cancers and things like that. So we need that layer to screen out a lot of that harmful radiation. Now, when it gets down to the surface, whether it, and sometimes we do think it actually gets sucked down to the surface in thunderstorms and things like that. But once it gets down to the breathing level, and whether it's from above or it's man-made or it's natural, there's actually still some natural ozone uh, down at the surface. Then it turns into a lung irritant, and then that's where we have problems. Jim mentioned that the ozone levels decrease at night when the sun goes down. But without a proper cold front, these days tend to stack on one another, like we've seen this week. The cycle keeps going until you get a cold front that comes through and basically just cleans everything out for you. And that's sort of the situation that we have this week, because we don't normally have episodes that go this long. Uh, we've had a long time before we've had a cold front and some rain come through. And so on top of everything else, when you don't have a system to come flush everything out, it just gets a little worse every day. It just keeps accumulating and accumulating. And that's the situation that we have now. So what can we do to protect ourselves? Well, this is where the action in Ozone Action Day comes in. If you are someone who is sensitive to air quality, like people with asthma or the elderly, stay indoors as much as possible. And to help keep things from getting worse, Kelly has a few suggestions for people. Well, basically on Ozone Action Day, we have, it's our 30th year at SEMCOG for encouraging this voluntary program across our region. And basically that means, you know, simple things to not create air pollutants. So delay mowing your lawn so it's not emitting VOCs in the air and other air pollutants. Maybe telecommute or carpool so there's less air pollutants coming from cars. Um, consolidate your trips to fewer trips perhaps. Avoid refueling. Maybe reduce your electric electricity use. Anything you can do to minimize some of the pollutants you may be helping to produce in the air. We should all do our part. 
That's something that people have been told time and time again when it comes to environmental issues. But Jim himself stated earlier in the episode that most of these pollutants in the air are coming from factories and manufacturers. So while the everyday person is doing their part not to add to it, are companies being held responsible to further cut back on these pollutants? Here's Jim again. Oh, absolutely. I mean, you see a lot of the coal plants that are shutting down, and we expect more of them to be shutting down. Probably in 10 years or so, we won't have a coal plant left in Michigan. That, that, that's not my regulatory. That's just my personal opinion. But just noticing the frequency that they're shutting down and they're replacing with, with other renewable energies or natural gas or something like that. So you've got the industrial base is shutting down. The auto plants that we have in the state of Michigan, they do a lot of paintings on their cars, obviously. And before they used to just release those fumes into the air, that's all being controlled now. So that's being cut back. Automobiles, which is a huge source of those precursor pollutants. Cars are constantly getting cleaner and cleaner and cleaner all the time with the catalytic converters. So yeah, there's less stuff going into the air. And that, that's, you look at the trend over the years, phenomenal, but that is directly attributable to the fact that we are cleaning up the air. In fact, according to Kelly, while it may seem sometimes like we are seeing a lot of these alerts and a lot of these ozone action days, apparently the truth is the amount of ground level ozone has drastically decreased in the last few decades. It's the combined actions with our residents and the population combined with all of our businesses and industry that over the last 30 years, we've seen a dramatic decline in ground level ozone. And over the last few years, we've seen a decline in the number of ozone action days that have actually been called. And that's all the while the EPA continues to make the air quality standard stronger, meaning they keep lowering the standard and we keep consistently lowering the amount of pollutants in the air and the level of ozone in the air. So it's our combined actions that really make a difference. And that's great. The improvements to ozone levels and air quality have gotten so good, in fact, that the Environmental Protection Agency has actually gotten stricter with what they consider poor air quality. This is to continue to pressure businesses and manufacturers to do better. Back to Jim one last time. But what's really happening is that the ozone levels really have been trending down over the years. And the big thing that happened when I started working for the state, the ozone during the summer was a horrible problem. And then they went to the formulated gasoline. And that's why sometimes you hear about winter blends and summer blends. The summer blend of gasoline doesn't evaporate as readily. And so we're not putting the same amount of gasoline fumes into the air. That was a dramatic difference right there. But between the coal plants shutting down and a lot of industries putting control technologies, the numbers have been going down over the year to a point that what EPA has done, and they've done this, I think, three times over at least my tenure with the state, they've actually lowered the thresholds of what they consider to be bad air. And that is confusing to people at some time because you look at a date where a threshold has changed. And yesterday the air was good. The same air tomorrow, the air is bad. But it's not because the air got worse. It's just because we lowered the bar a little bit. And that's a good thing because it forces us to keep trying to improve things over time. While the ozone layer protects our bodies from UV rays, ozone on the ground can be harmful to our lungs. So when the air quality begins to suffer, do your part not to add to it and keep encouraging people to continue to raise that standard. Thanks to Jim Haywood and Kelly Carl for lending their expertise to this episode. And I couldn't have completed this episode without the reporting from WWJ's Brooke Allen and Chris Kaiser as well. And as always, this episode wouldn't be possible without WWJ's digital team. 
Check out www.jnewsradio.com for the top local news stories on demand 24-7. Make sure you don't miss out on new episodes of The Daily J by subscribing using the Odyssey app or get it wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Brian Fisher, and this is The Daily J. Thanks for listening. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.